Cream right here, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Arturo Ordenes, who is a professional soccer player at Pittsburgh Riverhounds in the USL Championship. Arturo, thank you for taking the time today for joining us. How's it going? Hey, I'm um, doing great. Um, obviously, not the best. Uh, I've been better. Uh, we, as I said to you before, uh, we just lost the the first the first round of playoffs, and and it hurts. Uh, that was last weekend. We didn't expect that at all, and but you know that's part of the game. So learning from it for sure. Yeah, for sure. You guys. So it sounded like you guys were expected to win that game. What was the score, and what happened that game? So. In the regular season, uh, we won the player shield, which is we won the East and the West Conference. Um, and we were playing against the number eight seed. So we were seeded number one. We were playing against the Trade City at home. And we just lost one game in the entire season at home. Um, and then, you know, it, we were expected to win that game. But I think the Trade played played really well. Um, it was a tough match, and we lost uh, one nil at home. Yes, that's not too bad one nil. So it was was the goal that they scored a good goal, or was it a fluke? Yeah, it was. It, it was a great goal from outside the box. Um, shots were twelve to one from inside the box, uh, or shots on target. I think um, honestly, like we had so many chances, we just couldn't convert one of those, and. And the one chance they had, it was a great hit, a great goal. And obviously, um, congrats to Detroit and that goal. But uh, it, it, it hurts. Uh, it's, yeah. it's something I mean, that's going to hurt for a while. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you guys killed it in the season and then playoff games just lost it right there. But next season, next game, I mean, next year. So fingers crossed yeah. for you guys. Wishing you guys the best. Um, the topic for today is how you became a professional soccer player. But before we get into that, I just want to get it on record. How do you properly pronounce your name? Because I didn't say it the best, but you could say it way better for sure. So it's uh, Arturo Ordonez. And where are you from? Uh, I'm from near Barcelona in Spain. Um, yeah, in a small town called Salo. Got it. So, you know, one of my favorite questions to usually ask my guests is, could you just take us back in time to, to Spain where it all started? Wow, that's a long time ago. So I joined it. Uh, academy soccer when I was really, really young. So um, for my fifth birthday, um, my my parents gave me that uh, birthday present. So they put me in academy and I grew up just playing soccer since I was five, five years old, even, even before that. But obviously I grew up with soccer in Spain is the biggest sport and I would say the main sport, like everyone just follows soccer and wants to play soccer. And and I just grew up playing playing the game, and and my dream was always to be a professional. So, uh, that was always my dream. Yeah, for sure. So you know, share a little bit in regards to the difference between like America and Spain, because from my knowledge of what I know, it's like football is the top sport in Spain. There's not really that many sports, from what I know. So correct me if I'm wrong. And America is like there's so many different sports: is football, baseball, soccer. So there's so many options for kids to choose. So could you just share a little bit about? your experience in Spain? Yeah, for sure. Um, back home, I would say there's maybe maybe basketball, um, a little bit of tennis, but there's no other sports that people play. Um, you grew up uh, you grow up as a kid playing soccer. Everyone's played soccer or football, as we call it back home. Uh, and it's the main sport. Everyone loves the game. Everyone talks about the game. And 
And obviously, it's hard not to follow soccer if you grow up in an environment where everyone likes soccer. Um, my family, though, they they didn't follow soccer um, before, but uh, I started playing soccer, and that's when they became fans. They were just not big fans of the game, but uh, I made them be <laughs> to be fans. So, uh, but yeah, like obviously, all my friends um, in, in school they were playing soccer. Um, in between classes and breaks and that's where i started liking the game a lot for sure and have you been to any big games like watch real madrid or barcelona or any big games back home in spain when you were young yeah i've been to el clasico twice uh, uh in oh. Camp Nou in barcelona because i'm near I, I live near barcelona so i i went twice to watch el clasico uh, when messi and cristiano ronaldo was there um my my biggest uh idol for me like the guy that i always follow has been sergio ramos um because we're both defenders so uh for me to be able to watch uh to watch him play in life in real life it was it was great honestly it was a great experience yeah sergio ramos one of the top center backs in the world um how old were you when you when you went to go watch those el clasico games so not that far away. it was maybe I was 15, 16 and I, I'm watching those games. I was dreaming one day to be able to play in one in one stadium like that full full of people in the stands uh, cheering and even cursing at me. <laughs> but um, obviously I'm not quite there yet. I'm working my way up, but um, that certainly gave me the motivation to to work harder and, and try to to become a professional footballer. Yeah. And, you know, to have an experience at the age that you did, 16 now, Classico, that's, it, it, it inspires you, it motivates you, and you get that feeling of being in the stadium, the atmosphere, and it's something to look up to, to work towards. For example, for myself, I'm Canadian born, and the first time I ever got to go watch a game was around 16 too, but I, Canada doesn't have that um that soccer experience that spain does right those big stadiums and stuff like that so i never i got that experience one time and the culture is not really there in canada it's growing now so i feel like there's a big difference in players that are coming from spain for example because you guys have the culture you guys breathe eat sleep football whereas in canada we don't really have that so that gives you would you say that gives Spanish players and European players an edge? And that's why the quality of football is so good because young players are getting to have those experiences to go watch their their superstars and, and see what that is? I think for sure um, gives you an edge uh, because that's the main sport. So everyone, everyone wants to play soccer. Um, and watching those big games obviously helps you to to you know, grow interest in the game and and dream about being there one day. Uh, in the U.S., there's so many sports that that was a cultural shock for me because when I came here, there's so many options. Um, but I also think it's a good thing that there's so many options because you see some of the players uh, nowadays, they're more athletic, um, and and the game requires to be more complete as a player, not only being good with the ball or understanding the game, but also being athletic enough um, uh, that you can play and do whatever on the field. And I think through those other sports, um, 
in the US, I found that some of my teammates really have that ability to do things on the field, on soccer, thanks to other sports that they, they practiced when they were younger. So that's something that was a cultural shock for me, but I think it's also beneficial because it can, it can give you, um, for example, even my coach in, in the Pittsburgh River Hounds, he was talking about um, some in some corner kicks, uh, in some set pieces, how the basketball works and how they protect the ball and like how he wants us to mark people on the box in set pieces. So some of my teammates played basketball and, and you know, they have an advantage. Um, I never played basketball. I have no idea. Obviously, I, I understand how to defend set pieces, but I could benefit from playing other sports at a younger age, for sure. Got it. Um, you know, before we, we get into anything else, I, I really want to share with our viewers in regards to how did you make that transition from, from Spain? At what age were you? And how did you get over to the U.S.? And then what advice would you give to other European footballers that want to come over to the U.S.? So um, I played academy in Spain. And once academy is over at the age of 18, uh, I went to the fourth division, uh, which is semi-pro in Spain. And then when I was playing there, I played there for three years. Um, I didn't know what to do. Obviously, I felt stuck. It was really hard to, cl to climb on, on the system. Also, I had some injuries, so I wasn't really seeing an option to go up uh, on the Spanish system. And then just ma making some research and, and trying, to, trying to find a new place for me to grow. I, find the, I found that the U.S. has that college system um, of college soccer, and, and you're able to study at the same time as you play. And, and I, I thought that was a great idea because not only gave me an education, but also the chance to become a professional. And that was over the, a four-year or three-and-a-half-year period. So I had time to grow. I had time to adapt. And I thought that coming to the U.S. to play college soccer was a great idea. That was 2019. I was 21, so I was a bit older. <clears throat> but for me, it was the best decision I've ever made because it put me out of my comfort zone. I came to the U.S. Uh, the game in the U.S. is very different from back home. So I was able to bring some stuff from, from back home, my tactical knowledge or technical ability and then combine it with the u.s um soccer style that i would say it's more similar to the premier league style in england and then during the course of my college career those three years and a half i was able to grow a lot um personally and then also on the field and that prepared me to be a professional i think if i never came to the college system I would never been able to be a pro because I have learned so many things. Uh, mentally, I grew a lot thanks to my coach in, in the University of Pittsburgh and, and my growth over these three years in college um, was amazing. So that, that made me be a pro for sure. That's amazing. In regards to college, um, what did you study and... Um, could you just share, uh, just, I want to dig in a little bit. How, how did you make the transition from, um, Spain to, to the U S because it's a little bit of a process. 
I want to provide the viewers with that information for parents and players um, from Europe that are watching. You know, can you just take a step by step? Was there an agency that you found that helped you do that? And then what did you have? What information did you have to provide in order to get over to the U.S.? And then when you got to the U.S., I, I know this is a loaded question, um, but how was the transition for you? So it was very easy, honestly. Um, I found an agency and they did everything for me. Um, they they talked to coaches. They they were asking me to do things, but for me it was very easy. They were asking me to give them, for example, my academics, uh, grades, or all the certifications and everything. But they were really, really helpful. Like they were doing everything for me. So we would focus week by week on on doing different things. Um, but it was basically taking an English exam, then getting them some of my grades from school and, and you know, maybe some highlight videos and, and stuff that you can find on, on Scout and other platforms. But uh, it was very easy. They, they helped me a lot. Um, and then once, once I got all the paperwork uh, done, um, I talked to some coaches. Uh, obviously, when I talked to Pete, um, that was I, my mind made a click. I knew that that was the place that I wanted to be uh, because of the coaching style, because the all they were talking to me about. And, and I studied legal studies. It's related to law. Um, because uh, my other option, if I wasn't going to be a footballer, I wanted to be a lawyer. But but yeah, it was very helpful. Once I came to to the college system, uh, I found some obviously some obstacles. Uh, it was it was hard to to study in another language and and adapt to a new a different system. Uh, so many games in a short period of time. But like after my first semester, um, I adapted and I thought. Uh, I adapted really well and I grew so much that, um, as, I, as I said to you before, um, thanks to that growth and those obstacles that I found, um, right now I feel I am really prepared for anything that comes into my into my path. So I feel ready for any challenge. Yeah, that's great. That confidence is amazing. With saying that, I just want to ask one more question or two more questions about in regards to school. So, for example, as a Canadian, in order for us to go to the U.S., um, we have to provide the criteria that you mentioned, but we also have to do it. It's something called an SAT. I'm not sure what it stands for, but it's a test. And you have to get a certain grade on that test in order to get uh, approved to, in order to get your school visa or whatever to go over to the U.S. So is that is, do they have something similar to Europe where you have to do a certain test or is it just they just take your grades? So in my case, I was already in university, uh, so I just transferred my credits uh, to the U.S. Um, but I know if you come right away from high school to college, maybe you have to take an SAT exam. Um, but I'm not sure because I just transferred my credits that that helped me to make my college um, like I didn't have to take as many classes, so it was shorter. Uh, I had to do just only three years, thanks to the credits I could transfer. But as I said, all of that was work with the agency, and they helped me a lot. So it was yeah, it was great. That's that's really good. It's, it sounds like that's a smooth uh, transition, tra uh, transferring the credits. And um, if you don't mind sharing, uh, how much did it cost you to to hire that agency, and how did you find the agency? Like, did you end up? What was your process? Did you end up creating a list? All right, there's I have 
uh, 20 agencies that I'm going to reach out to, talk to all of them, see which one I like, and then choose one? Or how did you go about it? Did somebody recommend it to you? Um, they contacted me through Instagram, and, and I, I talked to them. I had a couple of meetings with them, a couple of calls, and, and I liked the idea. Uh, I, I thought they were really serious about it, and, and they were, I liked their, the way they were handle th- handling things. Um, the guy that I talked to, he was very interested, and he, he was telling me that uh, he was going to help with everything, and, and I felt confident um, working with him. So I didn't reach out to any more agencies. I just trust them. And and I think it was 2000 uh, that I paid to them. And, and that's it for all the paperwork and all that uh, all that stuff. But uh, in benefit, I got a full scholarship in a, in a very, very good university. So it was for sure worth it. Wow, nice. What advice would you give to... Uh, European players that want to come over to the U.S., what advice would you give to them? I would say that uh, they have to know what they want because there's so many options. There's so many colleges. Uh, there's so many universities. So you have to to know what you want to get from from this experience. There's guys that want to come to to live a good life and, and you know, have fun. Um, maybe live in a nice city. Uh, so you have to look for what... What thing do you want? Um, in my case, it was strictly soccer. I wanted to be a professional. So I just joined the, the university and the team that I thought it was going to help me the most to be a professional. There's other guys that came to the U.S., maybe to, chose the, the wrong team because they just wanted to leave um, uh, the college experience, not, not being a professional. Maybe they found that it was too strict, too many... <laughs> Too many training sessions, too too much work, and they ended up quitting. But uh, you have to get a lot of information before making a decision. Right, and you know when people, you know, end up going to university or college. Sometimes, as you mentioned, they want to live that lifestyle. Um, you know, going to class, partying, playing soccer, partying. You know, trying to balancing it out, balancing it out, and then you have other guys that just are really focused on and school, their education and, and going to soccer and then recovering and chilling and relaxing and, and keeping that focus for a few years and to focus on their goal. Um, why do you think, or not why do you think, how did you, how did you go about it? Did you keep, did you balance or were you really focused or, you know, how'd you go about it? So when I first came, um, it was a shock um, because I found some, t- some teammates that they didn't want to be professional players. And I was like, wow, back home, I was very used to play with guys that they just wanted to be professional. And it was very, very competitive in that sense. But I came here in college and there were some teammates that they wanted just the education and being part of a team. There were other guys that wanted to be professional, but they didn't act like one. They just wanted to enjoy uh, the college experience. And then we had a few guys that want to be professionals. Um, I just separated myself uh, from guys that didn't want to achieve the same things as I did. And I didn't compare my lifestyle to their lifestyle. So I was friends with them. I was friends with everyone. But I, I knew there were some guys on the team that their preference was to party on Friday night. And my goal wasn't the same as them. So when sometimes I was in bed thinking, oh, I would have loved to be in that party. But then I was thinking, well, 
those guys maybe don't want to be professionals. They can, they they can do it. They they don't care about it. But I have to care. I I can't afford to be part of of a group of people that don't have the same goals as me. So obviously I was friends with them, but I was not acting like them because we we had different goals. So I tried to to be very very focused on on my goal, and I I made a sacrifice coming to the U.S. and being been away from my family so I didn't want to throw it away um so I was very focused yeah that's amazing that's really good um and it's it's really hard right especially you know it's different from Americans growing up and going to college they're used to being in America for 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 players coming outside it's like a shock and that's the point where you got to make a decision whether you're going to stay focused or go to the other side and experience the lifestyle um and the other thing that I, I really liked that you mentioned was just just the focus. And I, I'm pretty sure when you saw that, you're like, holy, like these guys aren't serious. Like I'm gonna kill these guys. I'm gonna win, right? So mm. it's it's like uh it reminds me of a Kobe mentality where like when he got into the league, he's like, These guys are jokes. Like they're not they don't want to win. So it's it's really interesting. Um, you know, let's let's hop on the field, onto the pitch. You mentioned you're a, a center back, right? You play defense. So uh, what specific skills and attributes do you believe are essential for success in that position? So nowadays, uh, <laughs> the, the game is growing so much that you need to have a bit of everything. And, and that's the key. Try to be as complete as possible. Um, me, for example, a couple of years ago, um, in back home, I, I was very physical, very good defender. But because I grew up playing uh, in a more traditional way, um, I wasn't able to to play out of the back as well as as I am today. Um, maybe that was a missing point on, on my game. And that's why maybe I didn't make it when I was in Spain. So when I came to America, um, I realized that uh, I had three years and a half in college to to develop that quality and to be as complete as possible so for me was how do i i do i improve on the ball so i was working every day really hard on <clears throat> doing technical sessions by myself before practice after practice in the afternoons um, but my goal was to do every day at least 30 minutes of of technical work and also studying the game through video um so obviously that helped me a lot. And after three years and a half now, I think playing out of the back is one of my best qualities. So I would say that you have to look at yourself and evaluate yourself, being humble to re realize that you're not perfect and try to improve that missing point that you have because everyone has a missing point. Um, so I think that's the, that's the key. It's going to be different for every player. Yeah, for sure. And I really want players to really catch this, you know, a few years ago, maybe 10 years back, 15 years back, you didn't, you could just be really good, but you didn't really have to be physical or fast or work on these things. But now it's, it's very essential to what you're saying. You have to be overall uh, strong in all aspects, technical, physical awareness, um, mental toughness, confidence, so on and so forth. So the game really has changed. I really want players to catch that. Um, in the competitive world of professional soccer, how do you stay motivated and maintain a high level of performance throughout the season, the whole season, right? Because you guys are 
traveling a lot, plane, car, uh, staying at a lot of hotels, being away from home, so on and so forth. So how do you stay motivated? It's it's one of the challenges because the season is is long. Uh, our season is like ten month season, uh, so it's a long a long season, a lot of games, a lot of training, and there's gonna be some challenges always down the road. Um, something that worked really well for me, uh, especially this year, was to set small goals and and try to divide the season into into parts. Um, so for example, I was looking at the games in a five game uh, package. So I was trying to lo look at the five games and try to say, okay, during these five games, my goal is to score one goal. Um, I won this many clean sheets. I want to perform at my highest level these games um, and try to set some goals that I wanted to do. But not also only about the games, but it was also about trainings. So sometimes I would tell myself, okay, today's Tuesday, we're going to do this in training. Um, I want to get three interceptions in this drill. I want to do three through balls. I want to play th three through balls in this. And then I would check. That would keep me very motivated and very excited for every training and every, every week. And I would try always to set small goals and try not to think about the whole picture because you see it so far away that if you if you're in game 10 and you find some obstacles and you're thinking oh wow 24 more games then obviously you you're you're gonna be tired mentally because it's tough it's it's very very far away that that goal from you so you have to set up uh, a plan with small goals and something that you can go week by week and see okay i'm doing well i'm not doing well and then keep yourself motivated every day yeah great advice it's so interesting when i was young i was like i, I want to travel i want to travel a lot and as a, a, a professional footballer like yourself you travel a lot um and i just want to add in my experience here when I started traveling a lot, I was like, this is tiring, like sitting on a plane, my knees are hurting, <laughs> you know, like for, for, it depends how long you're on the plane for, but like, I'm like staying at hotels, I'm like eating, eating the hotel food. I'm like, okay, you know, you want to change it up a little bit. And it, it's like, it's, it's not something easy. And I, I think, you know, talking to a few club owners that, that don't have that football uh, experience that maybe are just doing it for an investment perspective, for example, they, they ended up realizing that after about the players or um, as a player, you know, that hasn't experienced that yet, that, that just became a professional that is then experiencing it. That is that. So it's so interesting that travel experience comes to, uh, comes into play when you're a full fledged pro like yourself um, with saying that I want to sum it up a little bit. So you went uh, semi-pro fourth division in Spain, you got you got a great agency to help you out to get a full scholarship to transfer your credits to the U.S. You went to you studied uh, law in school college for three years, and then for after those three years, um, this is where you know you signed pro, right? Did you sign pro right after, or what happened? So I got drafted uh, when when I graduated from school. Um, I was selected number thirty nine in the MLS Super Draft. Um, so I, after graduating, I went to Houston Dynamo um, in the MLS, and I was there for a month. Um, but I'm international, so they offered me a second team contract after a month in there. 
I was training with them and I was hoping to get a first team contract, uh, but they, they offered me a second team contract because of my international status. And I decided that that wasn't all my plans, that I didn't want to play uh, because I was already 24, so I was a bit older. I didn't want to play MLS Next Pro. And then I talked to my agent and and we found the opportunity to to join the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. And that's that's where I where I ended up signing. Yeah. How important is it to have an agent? And how did you find your agent? So by the end of my college season, uh I I was talking to different people, um, different agents, and and I found this agent from He's from Spain, um, but he works mainly with USL guys and some MLS guys. And I talked to him and and the connection was there. So for me, working with someone is all about connection. Um, what connection I feel with him. And and he always was talking to me. Uh, we were over the phone during those weeks before the draft. He was talking to me about the teams, about options and, you know, it's really helpful to have an agent nowadays is very, very important. I think because, um, you know, you have to have a good agent in terms of someone that cares about you. Um, there's a lot of people out there that they just want to make money of you and, and they even going to lie to you if they, they have to lie to you to make profit. Um, so you have to find someone that you have connection, someone that you trust, but it's very important because you want to, you want to have to, deal only with the soccer related stuff um on the field and he's gonna deal with off the field stuff so he's gonna look up for opportunities for you he's gonna deal with other stuff for example my agent right now um i was talking to him about some stuff for next year that i want to happen in my contract uh, that for me it's important but I, I don't have to deal with it i don't have to go talk to anyone about it i I just told him and he knows that's important for me to happen and he's going to fight for it. And so that, that imagine fighting for all that stuff, plus playing soccer, that's a lot of headaches and that's something that you don't want. You want to be focused on the game. For sure. Yeah. It's kind of like an essential, to be honest, to have an agent. Um, and it would be great uh, if after the interview, you could connect me to your uh, agent, your guy for an interview. That'd be really good if he's interested. He or she um with saying that you play in usl championship which which is which means you play in front of a lot of fans ten thousand plus fans so um for players that haven't experienced that um you know how does that feel and how do you deal with it because it's not like you're playing in front of 50 100 10 000 people are screaming at you if you're at home they're cheering you on if you're at an away game they're swearing at you telling you suck get off the field blah 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 how do you deal with all that wow that that that's a tough question um <laughs> i remember the first game that i played professional i was i was nervous and and it impacted me to to have that many people watching me um for at least for the first five minutes, then I forgot about it. But right now I just got used to it. You just have to go through it. And right now I even forget there's people watching me. I don't, I don't even know. Um, I don't even notice, uh, that people's watching me. And, and even the more people there's on the stands, the less you notice it. So I remember in the open cup against Cincinnati, I think it was 17,000 and 
uh, in Cincinnati Stadium. Um, and I just didn't hear anything. I, it was like I was so focused on the game on the field that if you told me that game was empty stands, it would have been the same thing. Um, and that's the key. Try to focus so much in whatever you're doing that you forget about all the stuff going on. Yeah. Last few questions. I think I just have three left. Um, what has been your favorite stadium to play at? Sing. Louisville? Oh. Uh. Louisville? Yeah, probably Louisville. Uh, Lean Family Stadium. Uh, Louisville Stadium is is beautiful. Uh, yeah. Beautiful stadium and a lot of fans. And, and you know, it's probably... Probably also it was my first uh my first game in a big stadium like that um my rookie season so it has a special meaning because that game that's when I before kickoff I was I was there standing and I was like wow like how lucky I am to be to be playing in a stadium like this full of people and and that's when I was grateful for for all the work I made during the years before. Yeah. I mean, you're a part of the, the 0.0001%, right? Like there's millions of players that want to go pro, but there's so many jobs to actually be a professional soccer player and get paid for what you love to do. That's my other question. What changed for you? Because college, playing in college is completely different from playing professionally, getting paid for what you love to do. So what what changed for you once you signed? You put that pen to paper and you're a pro, certified, verified, blue check mark. You're a pro, man. What changed for you on the field and what changed for you off the field in regards to family, friends, playing on the field, uh, so on and so forth? I think the key is before you make it, you have to act like a pro. Um, so I was already acting like a pro uh, when I was in college. So the way I was eating, um, I, I remember, so already in college, I was working with a nutritionist and I had these other strength and conditioning codes that I was going to. Um, so I was already making investments on myself to be a professional, acting like a professional. So then when when I signed that paper, it didn't mean anything. It was more like a relief for one day, but then it was like, okay, now to the next goal. So it was more like, yes, yeah, satisfaction and a lot of joy and happiness for one day. But then after that, it was just like, okay, now the real journey begins. So, uh, but anything changed. As I said, it was the same uh, nutrition, the same sleeping habits, the same gym workouts, everything was the same. And same friends, family. Family is going to be happy for you, uh, no matter what you do in life. So, uh, they're going to be there for you. So nothing changed. Um, obviously, I'm just trying to act the same um, and do the same things that brought me here because I know those those uh, those habits are going to bring me even further. Yeah, that's a great mentality. It's it's worked. It's been working and it will continue to work. So that's amazing. Um, I think last two questions or last question. How do you, you know, you watched Messi and Ronaldo back in Spain, El Clasico. How do you feel about Messi being in the U.S., um, you know, playing for Inter-Miami FC? I thought it was kind of weird. Well, not weird. It was interesting because you have someone like Messi that just won the World Cup. And um, he's played football his whole life. And now he's coming to the United States where we call it soccer. So it's like, 
it's for me it was really interesting i haven't been able to fully dissect it but i'm interested to know on how you feel and what your thoughts are for messi coming from psg to inter miami uh cf well uh that was to me that that was something that you were hearing on the news and and there were some rumors but like i didn't fully believe it um but then when it happened it was a shock it was like wow messi's coming to the u.s um the MLS is growing a lot and, and that's good for the league, for MLS, but also for the USL, also for USL one and, and any soccer in general in the US. Um, so that made me happy. That made me realize how much the league's growing and and how much investment people is willing to make uh in this country to make the game growth uh, grow. So it's a I think it's a really positive thing to have Messi here. Um all the attention he's drawn in, and the league, the, the the attention the league got thanks to Messi. Um, and I think that plus the World Cup is gonna make a huge difference in, in in soccer in the in the US, which nowadays is growing a lot. And and even in the USL, um, I'm part of the PA uh, Players Association, and they talk about uh, in the meetings uh, about the growth of the league salary wise. Um, investment-wise stadiums and and it's unbelievable like in five years the, the growth that the league has experienced is is incredible so we expect to see more growth in these years um so i'm excited to be to be a part of it nice i was going to ask you one more question but now i gotta ask you a few more a few more questions because you mentioned the pa player association yourself player association so it's saying that um, the last question that I was going to ask you was, what's your most uh, memorable moment in soccer in the U.S. so far? Probably um, when when we won uh, in in the Open Cup against Columbus Crew. Uh, it was a home game against Columbus. Um, we won against New England Revolution in New England, but obviously doing that, Far from home, it wasn't the same as doing it in Pittsburgh in front of all our fans. And it was a complete sold out. Like the crowd was crazy. They were they were like so happy and no one could believe what we just did. And and that was probably my best memory. Nice. Um, I'll just ask one more question before we dive into the fun ones and we'll, we'll wrap it up. USL Player Association was recently just... Um, put together right yeah i think a couple of years ago yeah not that far or they just and and they recently just signed a deal, a deal with uh uso i'm pretty sure i've seen it um announced on twitter before so so just share a little bit about like how you got uh how you were how you, um how you got involved in the uslpa and and what role do they play and and if you could just share some insight into what you guys are seeing into the future that would be cool yeah, so every team has two team reps. Um, so that goes by by a nomination on your team. And I offer myself, uh, I said that I wanted to be part of the USLPA as a team rep. Um, and they, my teammates uh, agreed with me. And, and so I was able to be part of it this year. Um, I wanted to be part of the Players Association to be able to be that link between the organization and and my teammates and uh i think the uslpa is uh amazing the the work they're doing um they they help players with anything um 
from contract uh, issues, uh, money issues. Uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff going on that thanks to USLPA is not happening anymore. And also they, they're fighting for players uh, to have better uh, conditions uh, on the field and off the field. Um, and that's huge because they're just working and fighting uh, to increase the benefits we, we get. For example, one of the best benefits, um, and I took advantage of that, is we have access to Scout for free. Um, so this year I was able to see all my games through Scout with all my actions, but also before every game, I would analyze my, my opponents and I would break down into their actions. For example, 1v1, dribbling situations, uh, finishing. So I was able to, through Scout. Um, prepare better for games and improve on the field. So at the end, the USL is growing on the field thanks to that wise scout. And that's something that USLPA gave us for free. Um, there's other stuff like mental health. Um, we, we get access for free to therapy if we, if we want. Um, we can talk to someone, uh, counselors, and they help you uh, with anything. And it's all for free, so it's a lot of other like courses. Even um, you you get college, uh, how do you say, college tuition for free, or even discounts. So it's it's amazing all the resources they put in together. Yeah, that's great. It's it's only going to support the players and boost the league. So it's good overall. Um, what the last question I'll ask is: What advice would you give to the next generation that want to go pro? I would say uh, really analyze yourself. Um, and then from that, you have to be humble to understand where you have to grow, but also you have to be stubborn to not be comfortable being or having a missing point, a missing thing in your game. So in my case was I needed to improve my technique. and. I just, I was humbled to admit it, uh, but I wasn't comfortable and saying, okay, that's what it is. Um, I just don't have the technique. No, I wasn't okay with it. I was like, no, 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 no. I want to be complete. I want to be a professional. So I need to be complete. So I just work really hard to to have that and to, to be as complete as possible. So I would say yeah, that just see what do you need to work on and then work on it. That's great advice. I got some fun questions ask um they're kind of they're, they're like speed questions so you gotta like answer them fast oh okay. uh, what's your favorite european league to watch uh la liga favorite club from la liga uh real madrid favorite player from real madrid, real madrid right now right now oh vinicius okay what about past all time favorite uh, Sergio Ramos. now do you have a favorite USL, I mean, a favorite MLS team? No. Okay. Um, what's your favorite food? Uh, probably uh, rice. What, what, rice with beans. Rice with beans? Okay. Um, what's your favorite movie? Um, wow, that's a difficult, a difficult one. I'd say I don't have a favorite movie. Yeah. What about favorite activity besides soccer? Um, I love going for walks with my dog. Last two, who um, do you have a favorite music artist? Ah, uh, yeah, 
it's uh it's bad bunny who bad bunny oh bad bunny yeah he's good do you have a favorite song by uh, bad bunny uh favorite song yeah um the the last the last album he he released uh it's called nadia sabe the song uh it's in spanish but yeah that yeah. song and the last one messi or ronaldo uh ronaldo okay all right well that that was those were all my questions was there anything that i missed or that you wanted to add in no that that's great thank you all right well Arturo, uh before we go i'd like to thank you for taking the time for joining us on the one soccer nation podcast today Thank you so much. Thanks to you for reaching out and, and giving me the opportunity to talk today with you. For sure.